नमस्ते हेलो एंड वेलकम योर लिसनिंग टू स्टोरीज ऑफ इंडिया रीटोल्ड एंड आई एम योर स्टोरी टेलर निवी विथ स्टोरीज फ्रॉम इंडिया अनोट बिफोर वी स्टार्ट टूडे स्टोरी कंसिस्ट सेंसिटिव टॉपिक्स इट इज सुटेबल फॉर ओल्डर लिसनर्स एंड पेरेंटल गाइडेंस इज एडवाइज्ड The story of Satyavati and her ancestors is told in the Adi Vamshavatarana Parva of the Mahabharata. This parva actually comes before the Sambhava Parva and the stories on the last few episodes are from Sambhava Parva. Let's start with the story of Uparichara also named Vasu who like most of the kings of the Puru lineage loved to hunt. He ruled over the Chedi kingdom which is in present day bundelkhand division of madhya pradesh and around the south of the river yamuna he was a powerful and influential ruler he was someone indra considered a dear friend they had a close relationship and indra helped him out when he could indra was actually the one who advised uparichara to take over the kingdom of chedi as it was rich in precious stones minerals and other resources he also gifted uparichara with three unique gifts a crystal encrusted flying chariot that could fly in the sky making him the only mortal to own such a thing and giving him the name uparichara which means a person who flies in the upper regions his second gift was a vyajanti garland which was a garland made of special lotuses that did not fade and when worn the garland functioned as an armor against weapons the third gift was that of a bamboo staff which helped protect peace on earth uparichara started a new tradition by planting that bamboo staff in order to worship indra This tradition was then followed by other kings as well and they planted decorated bamboo staff and worshiped it. They also gave out lands and jewels during the festival and prayed to Indra for a prosperous and happy kingdom. Uparichara was blessed with 5 capable sons and they all established different dynasties. He assigned them 5 regions to rule. His son Brihadratha was a famous maharatha so named because he had the ability to face 1000 warriors at a time during battle Brihadratha was made the king of Magadha Pratyagraha Kushamba Machila and Yadu were the other sons who ruled over regions which were named after them Uparichara's kingdom was rich and thriving He was a good administrator. One of his very successful irrigation projects gained a mention in the Mahabharata. He was responsible for the diversion of flow of the river Suktimati from the mountain Kolahala and to his capital which was named after the river. This also led to an alliance with the clan living in the valleys of Mount Kolahala. The marriage was arranged between Uparichara and Girika. who was from the Kolahala region Girika's brother was made the general of Uparichara's army Another interpretation of the story is that Kolahala forced himself on Girika who was subsequently saved by Uparichara Girika later had twins as a result of the assault and she gave the twins to Uparichara who made sure they were taken care of 
This interpretation can be seen in the Telugu poem Vaso Charitramu by poet Bhattumurthy, who was one of the famous eight jewels in the court of Krishnadevaraya of the Vijayanagara Empire. Back to the story, Uparichara also had two children with Adrika, who belonged to the fisherman community. They had a son who founded the Matsya, meaning fish, dynasty, and a daughter named Satyavati. As per Uparichara's wishes, Satyavati was adopted and raised by the chief of the local fisherman community. Satyavati grew up to be smart and beautiful. She had dark skin and a sweet smile. Satyavati was also said to smell like fish as she lived amongst the fishermen all her life and worked with them. Regardless, Satyavati loved her adoptive family and was always helpful, often helping her father with his boats. But soon, trouble came looking for her. There was a powerful sage named Parashara. He was back from a pilgrimage when he saw the very beautiful Satyavati on the river on her father's boat. Parashara aggressively pursued Satyavati. Although initially Satyavati refused his advances, she eventually relented as she was scared that a sage as powerful as Parashara might punish her with a curse if she displeased him. Still, she expressed to Parashara that were she to agree to have an affair with him, other people would know and she would lose her virginity. Both situations would land her in trouble and she would risk being outcast from her home and her people. Parashara promised to be discreet and he assured her that he would make sure that her virginity was restored. Once the affair was over, as promised, Parashara restored Satyavati's virginity. Additionally, he offered her a boon. Satyavati told him that she wished to lose the smell of fish off her body and always smell sweet. Parashara granted her the boon and from that day on, Satyavati smelled amazing and as a result, she was called Gandhavati. Gandha meaning smell. She was also called Yojana Gandha as men could sense her sweet smell from one Yojana away. One Yojana being 4 and 10 miles. Can you imagine that? As a result of the short-lived affair, Satyavati got pregnant. She gave birth to a baby boy. He was named Dvaipayana because he was born on an island in the river Yamuna. He was also called Krishna because like his mother, he had dark skin. When Dvaipayana got older, he opted to lead a life of an ascetic. He was smart and well-read. He divided the Vedas into the four categories that we know of today, for which he obtained the title Veda Vyasa, which means the one who divided the Vedas. He also authored the Mahabharata and other literary works like the 18 Puranas and the Brahma Sutras. Sometime after she had Dvaipayana, Satyavati met the dashing King Shantanu. Satyavati's sweet fragrance is what attracted King Shantanu to her in the first place. 
In episode 9 on this podcast we talked about how Shantanu wanted to marry Satyavati but was unable to because her adoptive father refused his suit unless he promised that the son born to Satyavati would inherit Later however when Shantanu's son Bhishma got to know about the conditions he went to the fisherman chief and promised him that he would give up the throne furthermore in order to get the chief to agree Bhishma made a vow that he would take a brahmacharya and never marry or have kids Satyavati married Shantanu and they had two sons Chitrangada and Vichitravirya Satyavati was very capable and politically savvy as we told in episode 11 when Shantanu passed away Satyavati guided her young son Chitrangada to become an able ruler tragically both her sons passed away in rather quick succession moreover they died without any sons leaving the puru dynasty without heirs Satyavati met with Bhishma and discussed with him how they could save their dying dynasty. When Bhishma suggested following the Niyoga practice by finding an eligible Brahmana to help them, Satyavati revealed to him that she had a son from a previous relationship, Krishnadvaipayana, and convinced Bhishma that he was a good choice. Satyavati also managed to obtain Dvaipayana's consent. In this way Satyavati along with Bhishma used Dvaipayana to participate in the Niyoga practice with Vichitravirya's wives Ambika and Ambalika to produce sons and heirs and save the Puru dynasty from extinction And that is the story of the very intelligent and beautiful Satyavati And that is all from me and I hope you enjoyed the episode I will be back next week with a story about the birth of the Pandavas and Kauravas. We are getting closer and closer to the core story. Thank you so much for listening. We have reached a little over 1000 downloads. I truly truly appreciate you listening. If you have enjoyed the stories here on this podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. As always, Find the links for the podcast in the episode description. I hope to see you next time. Dhanyavada. Thank you.